You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're going to pick right up where we left off yesterday. We were talking about doing battle in the mind. And that's what Satan wants to do is fight you in your mind and use your own mind against you. He has four-step process, and let's go back over it. He has a stronghold. That's the top. That's what he wants to come to. If he can develop a stronghold in your mind, a way of thinking that is locked in, it's a hard rut, it's something we go to, we believe in, it's hard to escape, uh, then you fall into a sin pattern because of that stronghold. Then before the stronghold comes imagination. He has to use your imagination to help build this stronghold. Then there is a big barrier, a way of thinking that is a barrier to the Word of God it's like a hurdle, hoopsama is the Greek word for it. It's a high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, so it would be like a hurdle in your path. And then there is just the thought that's presented to you that directly contradicts the Word of God. And so we start at the bottom, and these things go to the top. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, or they're not natural They can destroy all of these. Now, in the same vein, he is talking about how we deal with another part of our being. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or that you may experience what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, having read all that, what I'm showing you is there's nothing here where Paul says you have to do battle in your spirit or that your spirit is the battleground. Your spirit is the sanctuary. In fact, if there's a picture of your spirit, it is the holy of holies in the temple. Then there was the outer court or the uh, holy place and then the outer court. And so it was a three-part temple. And so the, the innermost part, the innermost chamber, which was sacred, was the holy of holies. Only the high priest could go there, and even then only once a year. And so that's your spirit. It's this sanctuary where God dwells. He dwells in you. That's the part of you that's been recreated. Here in Romans chapter 12, when he talks to us about this battle we fight, there's no instruction here about fighting within our spirit. That issue has been settled. When you confessed Jesus as Lord, your spirit was completely recreated, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We have a new want to, but we still have other parts of our being that we have to bring into compliance with this new spiritual nature. 
the one that gives us the most trouble is the physical body because your body has desires. Now, the Bible talks about the lust of the flesh. Lust is an out-of-control desire. Desires are good. You don't want to give up a desire to eat. There, there's something wrong when you have no desire to eat. But when you have a desire to overeat, when it's outside the boundaries, that's where we have the trouble. Uh, God created human beings with a desire for sex. But when the sex is outside the boundaries and, and is not reined in and not under the prescription that God gave, then it becomes harmful. And, and, and really and truly, it's unhealthy for every part of us. So what I want you to see is that we have a charge to make our bodies a living sacrifice. Now, Christ offered himself as a sacrifice. And he talks about this. He celebrates this in Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read a few verses here. And Jesus went a little further and fell on his face and he prayed saying, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Verse 42, he prayed the second time saying, Oh my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, unless I drink it, your will be done. And uh, verse 44, so he left them, went away again. He prayed the third time, saying the same words. He prayed that three different times. He offered himself. And he's our model. We offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And this is something that we do uh, willingly. Now, now, I want to say this. A lot of people are fooled by this. They think that if God is at work that you suddenly have all the feelings of wanting to do the right thing. And this is what I found. I can do the right thing even without the feeling of wanting to do the right thing. I can make a decision to follow God even when in my flesh I do not want to follow God. I can tell you that in his flesh Jesus did not want to go to the cross. That's why he's struggling with this prayer and he's fighting this but he yields himself and there's just something about you in your flesh you want to preserve your life it's a strong human instinct nobody wants to die physically Jesus didn't want to die physically you can see him in the struggle but he was so committed to the word of God and the will of God for his life that he was willing to do that but you can see how he made the decision he made the decision by the power of the scriptures now he was not helpless. He was not a helpless martyr. He did this willingly. Listen to John chapter 10, verses 17 18. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. This command have I received of my Father. So he's saying here, I had the power to walk away from the cross, but he didn't. Now, here's why Jesus could do this. He had confidence in this process. He knew that him going through this process would bring about redemption. This was not a blind alley. He knew exactly what the result of his sacrifice would be. He knew there would be a resurrection. So he would not permit what was in his flesh to keep him from obeying God. And so I want you to see that for you and for me, we have this same decision to make. And when we make it, 
we make it with the expectation of a resurrection. Now let me take you to uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27. I'm going to explain this a little bit better here in a minute. Uh, But I keep under my body, this is what Paul said, and bring it into subjection. Now here's a born-again believer, the Apostle Paul. He didn't say, I keep under my spirit. He didn't say, I crucify myself. He didn't say that. I hear people say that all the time. You've got to crucify yourself. There's nothing in the Scripture that says you've got to crucify yourself. You crucify your flesh. The new you, the new self is what does the crucifying. But I keep under my body. Who is the I? The I is the spirit. You are born again. It is your spirit that was meant to control your body. Now, instead of you punishing your body, and there were some followers of Christ in the Middle Ages who felt like they had to punish their bodies, and they crawled uh, on glass and so forth, and and it's ridiculous. Uh, But here's how you keep your body under. I keep under my body, and I bring it into subjection. In other words, what's it subject to? It's not subjected to pain or whipping or lacerations or any of that stuff. That, that Why should you have to do that? Christ already went through all of that for you. Your part is to say, body, I am not allowing you to fall under the control of lust. I'm not allowing you to fall under the control of gluttony. I'm not allowing you to fall under the control of addiction. I'm not allowing that. I'm bringing you into subjection. Someone says, well, that, that's just positive talk. Yes, it is positive talk, but it's even more than that. The Apostle James said that the way you control a horse is through the bridle in his mouth, and the way you control your flesh is through the tongue. The tongue is how you control your flesh, and that's what Paul's telling us here. I keep under my body. He's talking that. He's saying that. And he said, I bring it into subjection, lest that by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now this is what he's saying. He's saying, when I do not keep my body under, my body leads me toward sin. And when I, as a believer who profess Christ, and when I fall into this sin over and over again, I lose my testimony. I have no moral authority to talk. People won't listen to me. And you know who it's worst on? It's worst on your family. It's worse for them than anybody else. And that's why it's so important that you keep your body under. You do it for the sake of pleasing God and also for the sake of all those around you. If he said do this, then it's doable. You know why a lot of people don't do this? Because they are convinced that they can't. And when they say they can't, it's because they do not have faith in the power of God. The power of God in your recreated human spirit is easily capable of taking charge of your flesh. Can I tell you this? Your flesh is a bully. And sometimes the best way to deal with a bully is, and this is figurative, just punch him in the nose. You need to, with your words, say, I am not letting you take over. Will you stumble? You probably will. But get back up. You may have to do it over and over again. You keep getting back up long enough, you will develop a habit of keeping your body under, and you'll bring it into control. We have been given the power 
to change how we think in the mind, renewing our minds, and also to keep under our flesh. All right, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here again tomorrow. Don't miss this stuff because this is very important. These last few lessons that we do in this series are, are really the, 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 the keystone of all we're talking about. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.